Welcome to another episode of the Old Dog Soapbox Podcast with your host, Norman Goodman. If I sound a little bit scratchy or hoarse, been a little bit under the weather uh, the last couple of days, so um, actually more than that, about a week, uh, this is why I haven't um, actually done a podcast. <laughs> We've just been trying to get over this. But um, I wanted to touch on a, a couple of uh, current events that's going on right now. Um, Brittany Griner situation in Russia. The uh, Russian court have found, courts have found her guilty of drug smuggling. And she's looking to do 9 to 10 years in the prison over there in Russia. Now, our bonehead government is deciding to trade this athlete for a um, arms dealer, a criminal that we've had over here in the United States, supposed to be doing 25 years. They call him the merchant of death because he has sold arms to, you know, groups like the Taliban, groups that knowingly will use these weapons to kill American citizens. It's another person over there, a gentleman named Weiner. He's, I think he's been over there since 2008, an American uh, ex-military soldier. And uh, he was convicted of being a spy. Uh, Weiner, uh, don't know a whole lot about him, but right now we talk about Brittany. And Brittany, uh, she knew better. She knew better than to go over to Russia with the situation going on she knew better than to take any type of contrabands over there knowing that Russia was very very uh, strict on drug trafficking because of the drugs coming in from Afghanistan and other parts of the Middle East so they're trying to they're, they're experts at catching drugs coming into their country not perfect but experts um, and, and in my personal opinion we don't trade um, arm dealers for American citizens. Um, I think a lot of people are so dead set on American, that's an American citizen. They were like, they feel like we should just do whatever we need to do to get her home because she's an American citizen. But I, I, I disagree with that. When you go over to someone else's country and you break the law as an American citizen, you should be held accountable to that. Look at Julian Assange right now. He's not an American citizen. Not at all. But yet, Julian Assange has been extradited to this country and is going to be treated like he totally destroyed the United States because he allowed or let some information out that our government didn't want out. And his country didn't come to his defense. Nobody came to his defense. England said, yeah, you can get him. And he's going to do whatever time that the U.S. government wants him to do, probably in some maximum security something. And only thing he did was report what the United States government was doing in Afghanistan and killing people, um, probably innocent people. So... It's amazing how we as Americans and our government, we can yell foul when someone has one of our citizens, when they, one of our citizens go over to that country and does something wrong, but yet 
when someone does something against us, we we gonna fry them. We gonna we gonna make sure they get they get it all the full force. So uh, American lives are at, at risk here. We can't trade for Brittany Griner uh, for no reason whatsoever. Uh, we definitely don't let the merchant of death out. We don't let anybody else out that are that are potential a terrorist or danger for American citizens abroad or locally. I think that just to even have that idea flowing, flowing around on Capitol Hill is irresponsible. And, and, it, and I mean, I can tell you Donald Trump wouldn't have uh, went with it. He would have been like, yo, let us stay over there. She broke the law. I'm not going to put other American citizens' lives at risk because of a basketball player, a WNBA basketball player on top of that that nobody watches. So, um... I don't feel sorry for her. I mean, uh, she should be. She she pled guilty. And uh, she apologized to her teammates. But what she should have been apologizing to is the Russian government uh, for being irresponsible. And she should apologize to the American citizens for being irresponsible. Because she putting a lot of people's lives at risk because she decided she wanted to take marijuana in her vape over to Russia. I mean, that was just a bonehead decision. She put a lot of people at risk just by her being arrogant and spoiled. See, Americans are spoiled. We're a bunch of spoiled little brats that think we can do whatever we want to do. And our government should just say, hey, we're just going to sacrifice the rest of everybody else to get your spoiled ass out of there. So I totally disagree. Let her stay over there. Let her do that time. Um, It'll teach her a lesson. And it should teach other American citizens that you cannot go over to someone else's country and break the law. I don't care if we got, I don't care if they're trying to have some beef with Russia. She, she screwed up. And any American that goes to anybody else's country and breaks the law should be held accountable. And we shouldn't be trying to bail them out or trade to get them over here, get them back home. If she wanted to come back home, she should have never did it. And I don't, I don't feel sorry for her at all. So no, we should not be trading anybody at all for that. Um, that's my take on the whole Brittany Griner uh, situation over in Russia. Uh, keep her ass over there. Let her do the time, and don't be trying to tr- put other American lives at danger because of this spoiled little basketball player. Um, that's my take on that. Another thing I want to talk about is Kansas. Kansas is a Republican state. Well, and so what Kansas decided to do, which a lot of states are going to do because of the Roe versus Wade turnover by the Supreme Court, Casey versus Planned Parenthood, decided to put it to a vote. Millions of dollars went in, into the campaign. Millions of dollars. To make sure that Kansas can still, abortion were legal in that state up to 22 weeks. Well, the anti-abortion did not do well. The uh, abortionists won. And you would have thought these people won a lottery. They were jumping up and down, screaming. All these women with purple, blue, pink hair. Lesbians. Lesbians. I was like, why do you even care? Because you don't sleep with men. People that never even voted. Lesbians. Went out and voted. So abortions can be legal. So um, 
Like I said before about this abortion thing, the fight isn't over. These people are going to try their best to get around it. They celebrated the murder, celebrating the murder of children. It's the most amazing thing in the world. And you it just, if you haven't seen it, go and look it up. Uh, Kansas decided to uphold abortions in the state of Kansas. Totally disgusting. The most disgusting thing in the world. Um, I'm, I'm just disappointed. It brings tears to my eyes. Um, I just, we have to be a much better people than this. We must, must, we must, must be able to do this. Be better. Um, let's talk about Florida for a second. Right after the uh, bill went in that DeSantis signed into law that you could not groom kindergartners up to third grade. You could not talk about sexual orientation with these children. See, these leftists always find a way to get around stuff. So what the school administration is doing in Florida, Miami, and other places, is they're so confused that now what they're going to do is allow the, the gay teachers to put up pictures on their desk or in their classroom of themselves and their significant other, their gay partner and their gay relationship. Now, we know that children are going to ask questions. That's going to spark a conversation. And of course, the teacher is going to be more than willing to engage in that conversation. Now, what could go wrong with that? Do you not think that that gay teacher is going to, wait, is going to some way, somehow interject same-sex relationships into the mind of these young children? Sure they are. Sure they are. And DeSantis and them should have been more aware of this, that this was going to happen. Um... There is a fight still with this grooming stuff, with this LGBTQ stuff, with this trans mess um, that we still need to stay on top of. We need to push it. We need to get it stamped out. You know, somebody might call me a phobia. I'm not a phobia, but I don't believe that children should be exposed to gay people. I don't feel like they should be exposed to trans. I don't feel like they should be exposed to drags. I don't feel like they should be exposed to any of that ideology. Only for adults only. That's it. So that's my um, opinion on it. And that's what I feel. That should happen. Um, What else do I want to talk about right now? And I'm pretty sure once I end this podcast, it'll come to me. But um, we have to stay, we have to stay vigilant. We have to stay on top of our game. We can't um, allow this uh, ridiculous stuff to go on. Um, we just have to continue to push back. Uh, November is coming up. The uh, Democrats and the liberals are going to try to use every tactic in the world to sway people to vote them into office. I said before, we need to get rid of all Democrats. <clears throat> and... Um, because right now they're just too much off the hip, uh, uh, chain with this wokeness, with this trance. You can't even go to universities now and have an honest discourse um, about any different opinion. Um, you just can't. Um, and I hate to say, because I'm all for women having the same equal opportunity as men. But I have to say, that since we have given women 
that equality, they have misused it to um, form society into this monster. Women um, act more on emotions and they make irrational decisions. I know that's going to piss off some women out there. I know it is. I talked to it about my wife and my wife will, will push back in a heartbeat. But she's, you know, she looked at it and said, we are emotional. And as women, we make irrational decisions. And we're all about how somebody feels and want everybody to get along versus looking at things from a rational state of mind. And right now, our society is is in a mess. I mean, our citizens don't know, you know, they don't know, know anything about the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution or who was the first signature on the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution. Uh, the name of uh, 1776, the Revolutionary War, they don't know it. You know, they don't know where the first battle of the Revolutionary War was fought. You know, Lexington, Concord, Massachusetts. People don't know why you celebrate the 4th of July. You know, I was thinking to myself, and this is me, uh, thinking, you know, that when I was thinking about when the slaves were brought over from Africa, and I'm always saying that that as descendants of slaves and as uh, dark people, black people, we don't we don't own or take responsibility. We don't say that the people that supplied that labor to the slave traders were all Africans. They were black. We don't ever like to own that. We have a hard time looking in the mirror and owning that. We want to blame everybody else. A lot of African Americans don't know about slavery. They don't know the institution, know the history. They don't know who supplied the labor. They know nothing. And as a a descendant of slave, as a black man living in America, out of something that seemed to be so horrible, something great came out of it. Yes, my ancestors came over here in slavery. Yes, they had to endure slavery for 200, 200 and maybe 50 years. But in 1863, the president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, signed in the Emancipation Proclamation, outlawing slavery on this continent. And I was born 100 years later. I was born May 20, May 1963. And that was signed in 1863. And through all of that, I look at that and say, how fortunate I am to be living in the United States of America. When I look at the infrastructure of Africa, when I look at the GDP of Africa, when I look at the lifestyle, when I look at Africa in itself, out of something that was very horrible, I made out. It was like hitting a lottery. I made out. Africa's GDP can't even touch the United States. The, the, the way we live here in the United States, the Africans wish they could live like us. The poorest American lives like a middle class or upper middle class person. And I'm talking about an African American that's living on social service, lives better 
than probably 80% of the people on the continent of Africa, if not more. We made out out of something that was horrible. And yet we just don't take advantage of the opportunities that we have in front of us. There's a lot of people that are getting paid a lot of money to keep us dizzy and confused about slavery. They don't want they they have to make sure that we see ourselves as victims. And I don't see myself as a victim or marginalized at all. I see that I have a great opportunity. I'm doing a podcast right now in these United States of America. The greatest country on the planet. And I've had my criticisms of this country. The political, the history, and everything else. But after I sat back and look at this thing, and I look at where I am, my job is to defend this country and to defend the ideas of the founding fathers. And like I said, if you listen to some of my old podcasts, I criticize these guys. Oh my God, I criticize the founding fathers. Yes, I know a lot of the things they did was to keep their group of people in power. But at the same time, they protected us from tyranny. They protected us from um, totalitarianism, authoritarianism. They made it possible that that we can be better than what we are. We might be born in this war, this world as, as poor people, lacking education. But we don't have to die that way. The opportunities are here for us. So I was just kind of going over that in my mind going, wow. Out of something like slavery, I was put in a situation 100 years later to be in one of the prime situations in history. Americans, are, man, we... We got it made and we don't even appreciate it. And we know we got a lot of people that's doing a lot of fuckery. We know a lot of people with propaganda and lying. And we know we are the most propagandized people on the planet. We know that. But I would rather be no one, nowhere else but here. So that was just me just trying to rambling off, talking about something that was running through my mind. That before we start criticizing each other, you know, we have some elitists out there that's, that's not part of the government that want to keep us separated, that want to keep us divided. The biggest fear of the power elite is that all of us will stop fighting each other, figure out that we're all brothers and sisters, same DNA, and we're not each other's enemies. The enemy is somewhere else. We need to go get them. And as soon as we can figure that out and stop all this craziness, this wokeness, I think we'll be much better off. We'll benefit. So, right now, that is my short podcast. And um, listen to the message. Hear the message. Hear what um, I'm trying to convey to you. Please support the podcast. Um, Please. I'm trying to desperately grow an audience. Um, buy merchandise um, Old Dog Soapbox Creator um, at at teespring.com and just um, I got ebooks I'm putting up new designs almost daily I'm going to put up a couple more ebooks and um, support it cup of coffee if the t-shirts and the gear are too expensive I plan on bringing some of the prices down anyway. Uh, but buy a t-shirt. 
I have some 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 great t-shirts. Some of them are very controversial. I don't know if any of you guys will actually have the courage to wear them. I have one that says Black Lives Matter is a fraud. Abortion is a crime against humanity. Um, I'm not a victim. I do have something that's very controversial. I have one that says, yes, I'm an Uncle Tom. Um, that's going to take a lot of courage for you to wear. But the reason why you wear it, I know I wear it, is because I'm trying to get a conversation going. Because I know most people out there aren't educated. So, uh, support me. Um, cup of coffee. You know, you can support me through the podcast. Uh, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. And that would def- definitely help this uh, podcast continue to grow. There's a lot more I want to do with it. A lot of things I haven't figured out how to do yet. Especially as far as videoing and uploading it. But um, thank you. Thank you for um, listening to my podcast. And um, I hope you can find some value in it. Until the next time, this is Norman Goodman signing off on the Old Dog Soapbox podcast. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you on the next time. Thanks again.